Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Untitled. That's U-N-T-D-L-D. And my newest single, Slow Down, featuring the homie Just Raised, produced by myself, is out now. It's available on all digital streaming platforms. Go ahead and check that out. I promise it's going to bless you. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, as well as Twitter, at underscore U-N-T-D-L-D. Peace out. Love y'all. Me, put me down, kinda like Andy's toys, oh boy God, I've been praying for grace Tripped on my laces, fell hard in my face Nobody asking, was I really okay? I guess it's safe to say I felt out of place A lot of smoke and the bones popped in Flesh and sing you so damn by thread Hey, uh, message heavy, don't prompt, yo, they not ready Race against the time like four wheels and they ain't ready Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears And hear the truth in the life, throw confetti, yeah Message heavy, don't prompt, yo, they not ready Race against the time like four wheels and they ain't ready Keep it steady, beat it hard and they barely give them ears And hear the truth in the life, throw confetti Just the flip of the watch, it's game time, 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 time. Flip of the watch, it's game time, game five Just the flip of the watch, it's game time, game time What's up and welcome to the 520 Collective Podcast, where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. Check us out, 520collective.com, or go and follow us on Audio Mac. That way you get all of our content delivered right to you on your phone, wherever you want to listen to us. Um, But yeah, check us out, 520collective.com, articles, interviews, or just the latest music that's dropping, we got you taken care of. My name's Eric Boston. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBoston3. That is at EricBoston in the number three. And with me, as always, my guy, Mr. Emo Country himself, Nate Shelton. What's good, man? Oh, what's good? You, you keep trying to make that happen. Maybe one day it'll work. Dude, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I am carrying the banner, my friend. Carrying the banner. Uh. So, dude, where, where do people follow you at? Well, you can always follow me at Twitter as well at I am underscore Nate Dog. I've been told I'm an entertaining follow on there sometimes. Uh, keep up with the music side on CHH, uh, other musings as well, a lot of sports stuff. But yeah, follow me at Twitter. I am underscore Nate Dog for sure, for sure. And Nate, this episode is being sponsored by Nectar Distro. Make sure you check them out. Um, Man, if you have music and you need to get it out there where the people are listening, Nectar Distro is here to help you, especially if you are a faith-based artist. You know, they're run by the team there at Trackstars, and they understand the ins and outs of when it comes to putting out music as a Christian artist and how to help you. So make sure you check them out and, and go to 520collective.com slash Nectar now to get details and even sign up for your distro account right there. Again, that's 520collective.com slash Nectar. So, Nate, man, speaking of new music, like, you know, we're, we're hitting the holiday season. Um, typically, music slows down a little bit. Uh, but the one thing I know for sure, man, is that the last month there's been some great releases like there is every month. 
And we're talking about some of the best releases. They can find them on The Sauce, which is the official playlist of 520 Collective. And you just happen to be the man who curates it. Tell us what's happened on The Sauce last month, man. What's some tracks that stood out to you? There has been a lot the last month that has been dropping. Everybody's trying, you know, getting really wrapped up before the holiday season starts music wise so there's been a lot to choose from it was really hard to narrow down a few handful uh but number one off the top of my off the top of the list here our guys coop and bats finally collab together i don't know if you've heard soul trap uh chris soul courtside freestyle it was on my uh, hit my top five this month also mitch Durrell dropped babble with a couple of uh, heady hitters uh, featured on it with Drew Bex, Dylan Chase. So uh, check that out. Also, uh, named Tobias dropped a single called Life. And then going to round it out with an OG in our space. R. Swift just dropped a new song called New Day. Uh, features Camo Shamal. Check that out. He's still... Still dropping some heat out there. So those are my top five singles this month. Of course, you can find all the newest indie CHH on the sauce. Go to the website, 520collective.com. Follow it there. Yeah, man. And you know what? You talked about that track with Coop and Bats. And um, I'm just going to say it, man. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to talk with my chest right now. Um I'm going to take credit for that one happening. Like they, they may not admit it, but, um, I know a while back you had bats on our discord for one of our Saturday night forums. And I was able to hop in and I'm pretty sure that I mentioned that I needed a record with those two guys on there. I can't, I could be wrong, but I, I anyway, at, at some point, I know I threw that out there. Like, Hey, we need to get we'll, Coop and bats we'll on the track. Make sure you get some, uh, we have to make sure you get some residuals from the from Spotify on that. Get your five cents worth of money there. Nah, man, I just I just I just want my credit where it's due. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Like, uh, you know, just just a simple thank you will suffice. You know, for for making this amazing connection of young upcoming talent in this space happen. Like, well, uh, our space definitely. Are de- well, they definitely thank you, Eric. You're all very welcome. I do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, but yeah, man, no, great list as always, man. You know, definitely you mentioned the vet in R Swift. Um, can't go wrong there. And, and just a lot of just good talent and, and new music every week. And Nate, speaking of new music, I want to give a quick plug. Um, we've got some new stuff happening with 520 Presents. So check it out, guys. December 7th. Go ahead and mark it on your calendar. December 7th, 520 presents the new single from AKA Fisher titled Gervin. And Nate, I'm telling you, man, I've been able to hear this track already. People are going to want to check it out. It features Zay Hill. It features A.O. Millie. And AKA Fisher, he is one of the most... I feel like slept on guys when it comes to Christian rap. Like he is so crazy talented, like crazy talented. Like his, his album in the ruins of dreamland that came out at the beginning of the year, one of my favorite projects this year. So I'm really excited to get the chance 
for the platform to be able to partner with him and with Tentmaker Music and roll out some new some new some new uh, records from AKA Fisher. Just the just the title makes it sound it, just the title sounds like it's going to be ice cold, so it is, man. And and here is a little icing on the top if you want to say that say it that way a little icing on the cake you, you get what i'm what i'm getting at here oh, yeah. um <laughs> we're, we're picking it up but um guys whenever it drops on december 7th the one place you're gonna find it initially is on the 520 audio mac account it's gonna be an exclusive to the 520 audio mac like i said initially it, it is going to eventually be on you know all the stream platforms out there where with the rest of Fisher's music, but uh, like I said, we're we're doing it big. We're doing big partnership with with Fisher on some music that he's got coming. Not just this song, and and this kicks it all off. December seventh, Gervin uh, from AKA Fisher featuring Zay Hill and Ao Millie exclusively on the Five Twenty Collective Audio Mac. So make sure you go to Audio Mac. Go to AudioMac.com/slash520-co and just simply hit that follow button. Like it's huge. It'll help us out so much. Um, cause I want you guys to hear this song. And then Nate, another, uh, cool thing that's getting ready to happen here at the platform is our wave maker awards. Now we're not announcing any of like the finalists or anything yet. And it's simple, Nate, because we don't have the finalists yet. Right. Um, so what are we going to do in order to get our finalists for these Wavemaker Awards, Nate? We are having voting from the 16th of this month. Get on the website and you can vote for who you think was this year's Wavemaker. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we are going to have two categories for this awards uh, this year. We have Wavemaker Artist. We also have the Wavemaker Project of the Year. And like Nate said, the voting for that is going to be on 520collective.com. It's going to run through from November 16th through November 30th. And we'll come back with the podcast next month and we'll be announcing the three finalists for each category that you guys, the fans, vote for. So it's all up to you to narrow it down to a final three. Uh, so we'll be announcing those. We'll be discussing those uh, next month on the podcast. And I'm excited to see who gets the votes, man. Uh, you know, we're not going to run through the list of nominees, but I will tell you there are 10 nominees for each category. And Nate, I don't know how you were feeling about it, but I felt like um, after we put our heads together as a team, kind of threw out some potentials. I feel like we came up with two solid lists. I'm excited to see how uh, the voting shakes out. Yeah, definitely. It's a uh, very, both lists are extremely solid. It's going to be some tough decisions. It's going to be interesting to see how the votes uh, pan out and who comes out with um, both awards. Uh, maybe it be one person. Maybe it's two. We'll see. It's going to be fun to watch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Nate, I mean, you know, the one thing that I, you know, definitely hope that the Wavemaker Awards can be is just a. Oh, just a promotional piece, you know, for whoever walks away with those awards and it gets their name out there more within the Christian hip hop, the Christian rap, faith based, whatever you want to call it community. Um, so that people know about it and can go and support them. Right. Um, right, right. And that segues into this month's discussion, Nate. Um, you know, 
a few weeks back, our guy Darius Mullen dropped a link in our Discord server. And guys, if you're not in the server, make sure you join it. If you go to 520cleft.com, there's a link right there that you can join the Discord server. You want to be in there. It's a community. We do live events, etc. And, and one of the channels that we have on the server is a spot where we talk about current news and, and kind of culture events, right? Um, and Darius dropped a link talking about Spotify's marquee promotion. Now it's kind of being labeled as a new promotion feature. Um, I will say it's not brand new, uh, but it's kind of new for as, as far as just like, you know, you're kind of independent artist, right? Having access to it. Um, just kind of a quick background on it, Nate. You know, so Spotify started Marquee in 2019. It was really more like labels had access to it. And, it, you know, it, it was, it's, it's a way to run a promotion for your release, you know, through Spotify. Uh, so you can think about it kind of like Facebook advertising, right? And in fact, some people may have seen these pop up. Like it's, it's, um, what it does is like if you are doing a marquee pr- promotion advertisement campaign, um, when people open up their Spotify, it's kind of like a, a pop up ad essentially, right? It, it is a, a splash screen before it loads into your actual Spotify account. You, you could see these promotions there. But like we said, started off as a tool for labels. Now it is um, available to artists as well. And so my question, whenever I got to looking at it, is, hey, is this a viable option for artists within our space? Is this something that they should be doing? And that's why I want to kind of discuss with you, Nate. Um, so. I mean, I can give some more information. I'm more than happy to. But before I go any further, like, just what have you looked at as far as Marquee is concerned? And what do you you have any, like, initial thoughts on it? Well, I mean, obviously, like you said, promotion as an independent artist is um, you need all the tools you can get. For Spotify's end of it, it's a tool that can be very handy. And get that promotional piece out there. Spotify itself, I mean, it's obviously trying to help the artist, but at the same time, not really benefiting the artist monetarily. So uh, the marquee is, is a tool that could be used um, for independent artists out there that are are trying to just get a foot in the door promotion-wise. Okay, so, so, so let's dive into it a little bit more, and let's see if that's the ultimate conclusion that we come to here Nate so whenever we look at the article first that um, Darius posted uh, it's from digitalmusicnews.com and I want to read you like the title and like the header for this I don't know it's pretty gripping I feel like right from the start so it says Spotify's new marquee promotion feature is forcing artists to pay to reach fans they already have as much as 50 cents per click all right, so that's the title. That's the title of this post. Now, the the initial header says, Spotify is cooking up even more ways to pay artists less while charging them more. Now, Spotify wants artists to pay to reach fans they already have via a beta, a beta stage marquee push campaign feature. So, 
unpack that just a little bit. I mean, the thing that obviously stood out to me initially was that it's forcing artists to pay to reach fans they already have. And whenever I looked into that, when you go further into the article, it's basically saying, hey, essentially the, the people that already follow you on Spotify, they may not be letting them know that you have put out new music and they want you to do a promotional campaign through Marquee in order to let those people that already follow you know that you have new music out. Why Why would you pay or have to pay to promote a single to people that are all already following you? It just kind of, you have to pay 50 cents just for people to be able to click to the new song or the promotion. That just... And let's break that down, Nate. Whenever you're talking about 50, whenever, if an artist is paying 50 cents to get someone to click on their music, in order to recoup that 50 cents, you essentially need a hundred streams. I mean, think about that. Right. Yeah, not. I mean, I don't even know what the benefit of that is at that point. And that wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to get money from the artist to promote. The only way you're really going to get artists to buy into that is if on the back end, the fans are not seeing that music. I looked at a couple of different articles um, and, and they were saying similar things. You know, Loop Arcade kind of lays out the basics for Spotify Marquee Program. They say it's uh, pretty cool. You know, Spotify claims you can easily increase your listener count by 10,000 uh, listeners over a seven-day period. That sounds awesome. But then they asked the question, what's the catch? Well, according to this, to use Spotify Marquee, you have to have 15,000 streams over a 28-day period. And they make the statement, it's hard for a new artist to do that. There's a second part, but I want, I want to like break it up slightly here, Nate. 15,000 streams, so you, just off of what you already have on Spotify, you need to generate 15,000 streams over a 28-day, you know, one-month period to be able to qualify to use Marquee. If we're going to be honest, for a lot of artists in uh, the Christian rap world, that's not happening. There's a lot of artists, if they got 15,000 streams over a six-month period, they'd be excited. Yeah. So, and that's not a knock on. I mean, I know there's new. No, 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 no. I mean, it's just a kind of a referendum on how small the THA space is. It's just not unless you're tapped in with dynamic promotional work. You know, everything's keyed in. It's hard to get listens on Spotify. Not only is that the requirements to be able to have access to the program, right? To to the advertising. But then Spotify also makes a recommendation for your minimum budget that you should plan for this. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on what Spotify might suggest as a minimum budget? I know I'm probably lowballing it, but just off the top of my head, probably $150. Spotify recommends a minimum ad buy of $5,000, which Loop Arcade, you know, rightfully so says, is crazy for artists on the independent level. I mean, they even make the, the, the statement of you could run a very successful Facebook ad campaign for a whole year with that amount, which they're, they're not lying. We're going to make it where it's harder for your followers to know that you have music. We need you to pay us to let them know that it exists, but you need to let them know through this program that's going to be difficult to even qualify for. And on top of that, you better come with five grand at least. It just seems like more and more, Spotify is 
alienating its artists by the decisions they're making. Here soon, we're going to see a lot of artists moving away from Spotify, I, I think. A lot of independent artists. I think they're making it that way. The, the thing is, is we need listeners to understand what's happening understand what impact they are having whenever they choose to go to listen to it on spotify compared to some of the other platforms that are available especially if the artist makes that music available directly from themselves like through a web their own personal website right like i mean if you can get it directly from the, from the artist that's where we need to do it because like you know they break it down on here so say you say you fork up the five thousand dollar minimum spend right and you get ten thousand streams out of that ad campaign well i mean that sounds cool i, I got ten thousand streams well that's forty dollars in royalties so when, yeah, we, when we really start talking dollars and cents man it, it it makes it just it, does not make sense yeah it, it puts it in very clear black and white terms of this is crazy it's crazy we can do this and there's not going to be any pushback because we've told people for so long this is where you have to be and and yes but no anymore and we you see it on if you follow music in any aspect pushing so many artists to build their own website build their own brand to not depend on these streaming platforms to be their sole source of of getting their music out there they're not looking out for the artists they're just looking out for their bottom line and not not the artists themselves yeah man so i want to know what the listeners think so guys make sure you go and you follow us on social media you know twitter instagram it's at 520 underscore co and and you know tweet at us let us know you know what what are your thoughts about spotify marquee you know if you're an artist do you see value, you know, to, to put that kind of investment into a promotional program? Like, is Spotify important enough for you to fork over that size of bag? Because, man, I don't know. It, it, I mean, you, you, I feel like you got to be certain. But let us know. Let us know. Like I said, go to Twitter at 520 underscore co. You can on uh, Instagram. And... Yeah, man. Like, like I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm watching because, like I said, I feel like this could really impact a lot of things. So, but Nate, man, it is that time of the podcast. Time to get into our featured music for this month. Uh, as always, it's being sponsored by Show Me Christ Records. Make sure you go to ShowMeChristRecords.com. Check out what Daryl and the team are doing new music daryl's got his review show on youtube uh you know they're doing events all kinds of stuff playlist um and, and just you know a really really good team with with really great hearts over there at show me christ records so uh someone that we want to support and we want you to do the same so check them out show me christ records.com and nate from here out the rest of this episode you know, it's a it's a tribute to the ladies. Like after this uh, featured song, we've got an interview coming up with Maggie Kamaj and Margaret Lee. They are the founding partners of the Kamaj and Lee law firm. They are entertainment attorneys. Uh, awesome interview that I got to do uh, with a lot of great insight that I think artists are going to benefit from. So you want to check out you know everything that they're bringing to the table. You know after we get past the song in the break and check out that interview and we've got the latest single from one of the best kind of 
I, I don't even know where, where you would put her at. I mean, the uh, as close to the top of like the indie space as you can be, I, I feel like is, is a safe way to say it. Um, but Reese Lachey and her new single, All That, is our featured song this month. Nate, have, have you heard this this record? Yes, it's actually I, it's on the sauce. So I am aware of that single. It's very well done. Of course, she made uh, she did have a single as well on the Reach Summer playlist. So she is. She's had a big she's year. Near, she's had a big year. So she's had a big keep year. Keep an eye on Reese Lachey. Yeah, uh, Track Stars Next Up artist as well. So, um, yeah, guys, we want to go ahead and roll into that. But like we said, stick around for our interview with uh, Maggie and Margaret uh, coming up after this. Uh, but right now, sit back and enjoy all that by Reese Lachey. It's like Reese times too right now. No, like. This guy, like, God is in the midst of this, bro. Like, for real, for real, no, for real. I want it all back, I want it all back, I want it all back, I want it all I'm serious, watch how they turn talking like some cereal I be asking God for all my blessings if you curious When you come from nothing, they get ugly on interiors Cause if you lacking, you ain't asking I had started stealing it, the rest of them ain't getting it But everything the devil try to steal from me I want it all back, I want it all back Everything they told me that I couldn't be I'm with all that, I'm with all that Big flesh stuff, you know what it is Can't be touched cause it's love with the king I stay lit on the blood for real Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective in the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. 
bottle empty, but Mr. Blessing everybody I offended off my friends list. What's going on, family? This is AKA Fisher of Tentmaker Music, and I'm here to let you know if I haven't already about this brand new song called Gervin by Zay Hill, AO Millie, and myself. This track is a special collaboration with 520 Collective, and for a limited time, Gervin will be available exclusively through 520 Collective. Beginning December 7th, you can listen to the full song on Audio Mac. Check it out on 520collective.com. Spirit going hard at Holy Ghost. Iceman flow, we gon' roll with it. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. All right, welcome to another Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. As always, big shout out to the bookkeeper247.com for sponsoring this interview. Make sure you check out the bookkeeper247.com where they are doing a lot of cool stuff for the Christian hip hop community. And yeah, check them out at tbk247.com. You guys know what Daryl and the team are doing over there. Uh, so make sure you support them because they support you. So this is Eric Boston here with 520 Collective and joining me now on the 520 Collective phone line. Uh, man, I'm excited to have these ladies on the show. Uh, they are the founding partners of the entertainment law firm Kamajan Lee. Uh, they are also amazing, amazing authors as well. We're going to talk about their book while we are here with them. Uh, but joining me on the 520 Collective phone line, it is Maggie Kamaj and Margaret Lee, how are you ladies doing? Hi, doing well, thank you. We're doing well, thanks for having us. Oh, 100%, 100%, glad you could be on the show. And I know, you know, I want to make sure we cover all of our bases and, you know, it's our first time having attorneys on the show, so I know, I think you guys maybe have a little statement we need to make before we get rolling. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way if we can. Yes, so no attorney-client relationship is formed unless representation is specifically agreed upon and executed with a signed engagement or retainer letter. Yes, and we also wanted to just uh, remind you guys that anything we discussed today is not to be considered as legal advice. And that's it. Those two things. Perfect, perfect. Um, well, I mean, the, I think my first question is... Um, you know, obviously there is a lot of different areas you can go into as a lawyer. What drew the two of you into just that entertainment law, into that field? Okay, so my name is Marguerite Kamaj. I'm known as Maggie. I'm a creative and an entertainment attorney. I chose to be an entertainment attorney because I have a deep, deep love for art, music, and just words in general. I'm a 20 times published author of different genres. And various types of literature, poetry, fiction, novels. I'm a songwriter, a spoken word poet, etc. I'm from the Bronx, New York, the birthplace of hip hop, and I always love music and lyricism in general. And Margaret and I just both, overall, we love to protect creatives. We just know firsthandedly that many in this industry they get taken advantage of, and we're here to protect that from happening. And Margaret. Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm Margaret Lee. I'm the other co-partner of the Kamajan Lee firm. And 
I chose to be an attorney um, just simply because I love music for the love of music. Um, you know, I listen to all different kinds of genres, everything from country to alternative, like literally everything. But right now, my current standard favorite is R&B, but also dancehall currently. Um, I'm also creative in other ways, like I enjoy painting. I love to do um, paint instead on my spare time, uh, look at YouTube videos and paint. Um, so I'm creative in other ways. But I fell in love um, with the entertainment industry after uh, really specifically taking a class back in law school. It was an entertainment law class. Um, and the class was taught by a very well-known entertainment attorney. And he guided us through real-life experiences. And so his insight was just very unique. Um, for example, he like taught in plain English. He got straight to the point. You know, for example, like what to look for in a contract right away. Or, you know, why 360 deals are so bad for artists, etc. Like, I can go on, but he really just was hands-on and just really exposed me to this class. And it was captivating. So that, that's what drew my interest from, like, a business perspective um, and professionally. Awesome. And how long have you guys been uh, practicing? For five years. Yeah. Five years now on my end. Yeah, about the same. We graduated uh, from law school in 2016. So, honestly, when we're talking about independent artists, I feel like there's just there's this world of uncertainty, right? Like they don't know a whole lot of it, right? And so, I mean, I think it's similar to even when you're talking about artist management. When do you know, as an artist, that it's a good time to look at contacting someone such as yourselves? You know, an entertainment lawyer. Um, to, to kind of help guide you? Like, like where does that kind of start in your opinion? So um, our answer really is right away. I think Margaret can really touch on a few points, but our answer is kind of right away because right when you build your team, you have to, you know, just make sure you have an attorney with you from the get. That way your foundation is basically all set and all you're doing is building on that foundation. Um, and it becomes steady because you already took care of it well. And mm -hmm. you don't really want to wait too long and have to go back, you know, and take out certain pieces of the foundation that you may not even be able to fix at that point, right? A lot mm -hmm. of are, you know, they get afraid of entertainment attorneys sometimes, but they're really like a vital part of the team. Yeah. Independent artists, they need to consider... Uh, the pros and cons of everything they're getting into. So I would say immediately that's when they should consider hiring an entertainment attorney. So whenever a situation is presented to them where they need to consider certain things, what's important to them, what they're not willing to change, you know, how much leverage do they have, uh, they need an attorney. So when they go into a deal, they won't be um, confused on what they want. They know what's presented to them they know what the terms are saying um and so you know all these things come into play and so it's always best to get counsel so whenever you're entering into you know a situation contractually um artists should also reach out to entertain entertainment attorneys whenever they need advice about the industry um whenever they're seeking guidance regarding copyright laws trademark laws Again, anytime like you're entering into contractual agreements, which is all the time, right? Recording agreements, songwriter contracts, producer agreements. Um, so yeah, anytime you need to negotiate the terms of the deal, contact us. Awesome. So um, 
I mean, you, you threw a bunch of different examples out there. Like, what's kind of the most common, um, just I guess, kind of arrangements that you guys kind of look over for artists? Like, like what kind of gets on your plate more often than not? So when we when we're a part of the team, we really review everything. So there's not just one thing that really comes to us, but a lot of um, I guess label deals and producer artist agreements because. Whenever you make a song, if you're not the producer and the artist, um, you kind of have to have these in place or else we wouldn't know how to distribute the points. Um, we wouldn't know how to distribute the percentage. You, The artist wouldn't own their masters right away. Um, it's usually a 50-50 split and sometimes people are okay with that. People just want to know, artists want to know and producers should have what they want set before they enter something and create the music. All right. and, and I know that a lot of artists, you know, they, they're working collaboratively with other artists, but a lot of times it's just like a, a flat fee, right? That they're going to pay for that artist's verse or hook on a track. Um, what about like a situation like that? Is that something that you feel like still needs just kind of like that legal eye on the situation to make sure everything's just on the up and up? Definitely. So again, not taking this as legal advice, but there should always be whenever you're um, basically music is, is business, right? Your art is a business, whether artists want to look at that or not, whether they want to look at it that way or not. Um, so whenever something is presented, um, where you're getting a song or you're creating a song for somebody, there should always be a contract in place, whether it's a template or, you know, um, a generic contract or just something specifically crafted for a specific artist or a specific situation. Awesome. Awesome. And, I mean, I'm sure just as, as much as you guys have done uh, over, you know, really a short period of time, I'm, I'm sure that you've just, you, you've seen some situations and I know you can't talk about specifics or anything like that, but like, what is like just a key um, piece of advice, something that you guys have run into, you know, after experiencing this, this is something we definitely want artists to know. Like, like what's a situation that you can share with us that, every independent artist that hears this story from you can take away something from it. Of course. So not speaking about anything specifically, um, just general advice, you know, a very common thing is time is of the essence, right? You're you're an independent artist, someone is coming to you, you're you're in a meeting, they present a contract, they're sliding it across the table dramatically and they're like, sign this now. We have a great distro deal for you. You know, we, we want to get this rolling. We want to get your album out. You know, they just, they're frantic and rushing about uh, getting things into play. We tell artists that's always a sign to be aware of. That's a red flag. You always have the right to say, you know what? I want to look this over. I need some take, I need time to review it. Discuss this with my attorney. Uh, I need a few days. And, and they should oblige to that. They should have no issue with that. I mean, that's very, you know, normal. So that's something we always say to look out for. So always make sure that if you're entering into a deal, always say, hey, I want to review this with my attorneys. And that should not be an issue. And then get right back to them as to whether, you know, your decision, if you're going to get into it or not. So that's a really quick and easy one. And, okay, so I know that, the two of you, you're, you're located in New York and that and you're just kind of looking over your, your site and everything. looks like both of you are able to help out like artists like in the New Jersey area as well. And Maggie, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe you have a few other areas that you're able to work in as well. For artists that are maybe outside 
of those areas. You know, we definitely have some people that listen to us and rock with us that's in that New York area. If they're listening, they're like, man, you know, I've been doing some stuff and I've been doing it kind of on my own. Maybe I do need to be looking in, into having, you know, a lawyer helping me out through some of this. Like, what's your advice as far as figuring out who that right lawyer is in order to, you know, help you move forward as an artist? Sure. So our law firm is actually located in New Jersey, although um, Margaret and I are from New York and we both have licenses in New York and I have a few licenses elsewhere. Um, I think basically when an artist chooses which entertainment attorney um, they want to go with, they have to pick somebody who actually believes in them. Right. We get a lot of people and they ask us, for example, who did you work with? And while that's important, and while we work with a lot of high-level names and also, I guess, um, people who are just starting out, artists who are just starting out, that isn't always the most important thing, right? Um, you really want to focus on, does your entertainment attorney believe in you? Are they passionate about your art? Is their work ethic on point? Are they going to respond at a reasonable time? Or are they going to take weeks to respond to your texts or concerns? Um are they going to be passionate when fighting for you and taking on your issues as if those issues are their own? You know, these are all really important questions to consider. Um, and you basically really want to get somebody that you can trust and that, you know, they're kind of like your family. They're not just somebody who works in a big corporation. Um, you know, if they want to go that route, okay, but it's just really important to just look at all sides and kind of see who aligns with you. Are you okay, okay with all of these things? If not, you may want to choose somebody who um, is kind of in a boutique law firm and who is a little more selective when it comes to their clients and becomes a part of your team. Okay. Wow. So there's, I definitely hear like a parallel between what you do and, and as well as with a manager, right? I mean, there's some similarities a little bit there that I'm hearing and you know I've heard a lot of stories of people who like man you know I went with this manager because you know I maybe of who they worked for or worked with before right um and then it just it it did it wasn't a good situation um so uh, my manager is supposed to look at contracts and stuff with me um do I need to have both like what's your answer there or um if you have an artist that already has a manager, like what's that relationship like when they bring you guys in, in that situation? So a manager and an attorney, they're two separate roles and they should never be looked at, I guess, as if they're in opposition or as if one is against the other. Every single team has their own role. So an, an entertainment attorney is one person on the team is a key player. A manager is a key player. A manager, um, while they do discuss the contract with the artist, um, they're not licensed. So technically, um, they shouldn't really be going over the contract. An attorney's always best to go over the contract. But what a manager really does, their key role is kind of doing everything with the artist, meaning go on tour with them. Um, these are just a few examples. Give them creative advice. Stay there while they're recording in the studio. Uh, push their art out. Um, you know, target people to get onto blogs or, you know, um, Margaret, if you want to add anything as well. Those are just a few differences, but they're never in opposition, basically. All right. All right. And guys, again, on the 520 Collective phone line, we have uh, 
Maggie Kamage and Margaret Lee. They are the law firm of Kamage and Lee Entertainment Lawyers. Excited to have them here. Um, so one thing I didn't say at the beginning was how do people, you know, just find out, you know, about what you all offer and even follow you. Like Maggie, I know like, you know, I came across you on Twitter and you've been a great follow. I think you put out some great information there that a lot of people you know, would probably want to be making sure they're checking out. So uh, how do they do that? Like, how do they just see what you all have going on? Okay, so our website is Um I am Maggie Kamaj, M-A-G-I-C-A-M-A-J on Instagram. And she wrote Magic on Twitter. Um, and Margaret, if you want to give okay. out your Instagram handle. Sure. So on Twitter and on Instagram, it's Esklee, E-S-Q-L-E-E. Awesome, awesome. And guys, you'll want to make sure you follow these ladies. Um, I'll just say it that way. I'm glad I do because there's a lot of really good information and stuff that makes you think. But the other thing that we talked about you know, at the, at the start of this is that not only are you lawyers, but you're also authors as well. And you guys put out a book earlier this year right um called the 50 keys to success in the music business and i know it's you know just from following you on those social medias i know i know it's doing well so um why don't you talk a little bit about the book yeah so maggie and i we actually wrote a book that stayed um the number one new release in entertainment law on amazon for over a month it's called 50 keys to success in the music business and in that book, we break down 50 questions and answers that up-and-coming artists should have accessible to them at all times. Um, you know, it's a guide that summarizes how to navigate through the business with confidence, with knowledge, with, um, you know, knowing what you're getting into. So that's always really great. So we wanted all independent artists to have this knowledge and we want them to share it with others, like especially independent artists. That's who we um, we love all artists, but we really have like a soft spot in our heart for independent artists. So we want them to have this common knowledge. And so we wrote the book because the music industry can be insanely tricky. And so we wanted to protect artists and their art. So here's this guide. We want you guys to use this. Create, like focus on your creative, but also know the business. Don't forget about the business part, right? So you have to have both sides because it's a music business and we don't want you guys to get blindsided by the fame that may come or just things that are um, smoke and mirrors. And so um, we we wanted to write this book for that purpose. And Maggie, if you want to add anything else. Yeah, so um, we're really big on artists basically just knowing what they're getting into before they get into it. Just going off what Margaret was saying. And we're not really saying that Saying independent is the only way, although we do love independent artists, it's not the only way, right? There are multiple ways to get somewhere. You just have to basically be 100% sure and knowledgeable about what you're getting into, right? If you're 100% okay with it, then it's your decision at the end of the day, but at least you're not going into something not knowing that you're giving up your all your masters or all your ownership. We just want you to be okay with it. If you're okay with creating music to give it away, then all right. But if you're not and you're doing it, then it's a whole other problem. So basically, you just we want you guys and everybody on our team, everybody who joins our team to at least have the basic knowledge, which is kind of why we wrote this book, because it's, it's basic. Yes. But um, 
it kind of explains the basic things in detail and and stuff that may seem you know kind of maybe repetitive to people who have been here for a really long time but those people when they first started out they may have wanted to read this and kind of know these keys so that's really why we did it as well yeah yeah and in your description of the book you say every artist should have this book within their reach i'm looking at the added on amazon um where you know little plug guys you can go to amazon and get the book there'll be a link in the podcast description as well um but i mean obviously there's there's a ton of books about the music industry right um what's something that you feel makes yours stand out among all this advice you know that artists could be looking at really quickly i just wanted to say it's it's easy to read um it, it yeah. talks about the basics they're not just going to get this book and kind of be confused about the language or just say, what does this mean? What does that mean? It talks about 50 questions and answers and they're just very, anybody can basically understand, right? So if you're in the beginning stages, it's not going to be difficult to understand. You hit it right on the nail, Maggie. It's, you won't be confused. We're not speaking in legalese. We're, we're breaking it down in layman's terms every day, plain English and, you know, with, with the audience in mind. So that's what sets it apart, I feel. And it's authentic. And you're getting two attorneys um, behind the book as well, you know, so two different perspectives. And it's just really good advice um, just all around. Perfect, perfect. And you said that, so basically, these are like 50 questions that you are, guys are answering throughout the book. Um, like, how did you come up with the questions? Like, is it stuff that you guys just thought about just from your experience or was it like actual questions that artists were asking you that you're like, how maybe we could put this book together and answer them. Like, like how'd that come to be? A mix of both for sure. A mix of both. So like what were, I mean, obviously we don't want to go through all 50 cause we want people to read the book, but what are some of the like standout questions that you two are like, I'm kind of really excited to be able to answer this question for people right now. So if you want, I can read two questions and answers and Margaret can also read two question and questions and answers as well. That sounds great to me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, do I need to be independent? This is a personal choice. At this time, the music industry has shifted in a direction where the artist does not always need a major label to become successful. There are lots of benefits when you're an independent artist. For one, if you get into the right agreement, it's highly possible that you'll most likely own 100% of your masters. That's why it's always important to understand the terms of the agreement. In this industry, ownership is everything. As an independent artist, you may also be more likely to maintain creative control over your music. However, it's also not always a bad thing to be signed to a label. There is no right or wrong answer, even though the culture is shifting more towards DIY artists. Labels may or may not be the best fit for everyone. If the labels are giving you something valuable that you can't give yourself, then it may be smart to accept the deal. It all depends on your individual situation and circumstance. Weigh the pros and the cons. As long as you're knowledgeable about your choices and are comfortable making the decisions that you're making, then that's all that matters. And then key number four, do I need a label to get to where I want to be? It depends. Labels are great for some creatives, 
Labels do some of the hard work for you. When you're signed to a major label, some things are at your fingertips in a sense. However, if you're independent, you may not have access to all the things labels can provide you right away until you build the leverage and write connections. Some of the things that you have access to are state-of-the-art studios, artist development, and public relations. Labels have relationships and established connections with platforms and or people that will put your music in front of a more extensive audience as well as influential players. We hear people often questioning, are you signed to a label? For some, it's a status statement or a symbol. Don't think like that. Don't worry about illusions and perception. Worry about whether or not the deal presented to you fits your vision. You don't need a label to get to where you want to be. However, you may want to be signed to one. Okay, and then, so the question that I am going to review with you guys um, is number five and question number seven. So number five, is there a standard way to do things in the music business? Yes and no. Oh, that's a lawyer answer, right? Yes and no, it depends. Uh, yes and no. There are some aspects of the music business that you can change at the moment. For example, you need to promote and distribute your music through all available means. Um, as another example, you should always figure out how to receive your royalty payments. It's all up to you what you can negotiate. There is usually always a new way to do something. So you can always figure something new out if you think of it. Instead of following the standard way, the more leverage you have, the more you're able to negotiate yourself out of the standard way. Remember, there's always another way. So at the end of the day, the key takeaway here is remember this. Everything is negotiable. Okay, so that's number five. Number seven what is the importance of ownership? And honestly, this I really like this one um, because it's, it goes to the essence of, you know, why we're here. We want to protect the art. So, ownership is everything. The more you own, the more your art is your art. The more you own, the more leverage you have. The more you own, the more profit you'll receive. It all ties together. It's important to own your master's. Think about longevity and all of the decisions that you will make. You'll see that it's important to own your songs, albums, and other business ventures as your career expands. As an example, when you own your masters, you can license out your music to make additional profits instead of splitting them with the label. Again, this is all relative and a personal choice depending on what benefits you the most. However, keep in mind that when you own your masters, the opportunities are endless. And also, guys, we wanted to quickly let you know that there are other questions in here, other Q&As where we get into um, some of the more meat and potatoes and discuss royalties, relationship equity, you know, etc. We just go over everything and provide more insight um, into the industry. So we just want you guys to just gain success um, in, in your career. And that's basically... Um, a little quick excerpt from the book awesome oh definitely definitely and guys i mean think about this that was four out of 50 so that means you go grab the book 50 keys to success in the music business and there's 46 more like golden tickets there for you to to pull out of that book um i mean so we we mentioned that it's available on amazon is, is it available other places if 
for some reason people don't use Amazon. <laughs> so currently right now it's available on Amazon, but we're um, considering other options and you know, we'll let you guys know. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, should we expect more books in the future? I mean, Maggie, I know that you've wrote several. Um, Margaret, I, I'm not as certain on your... Is, is this your first book or, or have you done other, other ones? <laughs> no, Maggie by far. Like, I'm amazed by her every day. Like, 20 books and counting. Like, this, for me, this is on my second book. I have another book um, right before. Yeah, but with Maggie, actually. <laughs> but that's it. Um, we do have, to answer your question... A, a lot more in store that we're excited about so um maggie and i we, we have some stuff in store for you guys awesome awesome yes I'm, I'm i'm envious of the amount of just literature you've been able to put out there like i've had these ideas for books in the past and then it just n- nothing ever happens with it because i don't know maybe i'm not meant to write a book we'll, we'll see someday if that comes no, up <laughs> <laughs> if that's if that's one of your passions, you're definitely gonna do it. And just yeah, regarding totally regarding just anything with lost, if I put out a book, it's gonna be with Margaret. Um, other than that, my other books are really just heavily creative and just my poetry and you know stuff like that. So awesome. Well, we will be looking forward to that. And then, um, is there is there anything that maybe we haven't hit on with the book yet that people need to know about as to why they need to go and pick it up like right now? Go get it. <laughs> um, we can call everything just you know if if they just want a you know basic understanding but points that are actually going to build the foundation um you know just don't overlook basic <laughs> because the, sometimes the most basic things are the most important things and what you need in order to build um other things that will be more complex so set your foundation and allow it to be secure and any artist any producer anybody else in the industry can really stay focused and and build what they need to build yeah and and there again there are multiple ways to get to wherever you want to be you know wherever your passion lies but um we want you guys to be 100 percent sure and knowledgeable about what you're getting into um about the decisions you're making at least guide you uh, and give you a little pros and cons about this very multifaceted, fast-moving, uh, intense industry. And so it's changing every day. And, you know, it's just there to be, you know, a, a means of support, um, provide guidance. Um, and we just want you guys to stay informed. Perfect, perfect. And one other question I wanted to ask you, um, you know, with just the way that music is done now, there's a lot of people out there that offer consultation, right? And, and they'll work with artists and, you know, come up with plans for a rollout or whatever the case may be. Um, is that something that you all offer? Are you able to consult with an artist um, in any way? Like, even if they're not in your direct area, is that something that's possible if they wanted to reach out to the two of you? Yes. I mean, yeah, we have various practice areas. So entertainment is one of many. Um, we also offer business advice, employment and labor, um, sports. I mean, the, the entertainment is a wide bucket, right? It's an umbrella. So, I mean, any anywhere from getting an LLC for your business, trademarking your logo, um, those are various types of services that we offer. Um, but we do offer general consultations as well. You don't have to necessarily be part of the team, right? You don't have to be on retainer. Um, we have, um, 
computation, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. So yeah, whatever you need, check out the website. It, it goes into detail in terms of all the legal services we provide. So um, that's pretty um, much all that information is there. Awesome. And, and guys, I think, you know, I know a lot of you that are listening, you know, take advantage of some of the different consultations that are out there. I think you should consider talking to Maggie and Margaret because they bring a, a different expertise to the table. And I mean, I don't want to speak for them, but I have a feeling that, you know, if you got something that maybe they can't help with, they probably have the, the knowledge on where to, on what direction to point you in with it. So, um, reach out to them. And, and again, that website, ladies, if they didn't hear it the first time, where do they need to, need to go? That's firm.com. <laughs> yes. Boom. So there it is. Well, Maggie, Margaret, I am, I'm thrilled that you guys had the time just to sit down and talk with us on, on the episode of the 520 collective podcast. Um, I'm excited for the next book too. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw you an, an open ended invite out there to come back on the show. Anytime you feel like it, uh, it's, it's been great being able to talk to you and just hear that advice that you have for artists. Cause I think it's, um, you guys are answering a lot of questions that these independent artists have, you know, especially whenever you're starting out, you, you, you don't know where to go. Right. So I appreciate that you're doing that for them. We're honored to be here, and we really thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having us, 520 Collective Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Well, guys, go check them out. Like they said, the um, the website is thecommageandleefirm.com. We will have that linked in the podcast description so you can check that out. Uh, but again, our thanks to... Uh, Maggie Kamaj and Margaret Lee for joining us and a big shout out to our episode sponsors, including the bookkeeper 247.com that's TBK 247.com. So make sure you check them out and we will catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. <laughs>